Ready? Robots are great. Programmed. Gobots. Well, they weren't so great. They were Transformers knockoffs. But admittedly, I still had their toys. But they had that cool scooter. Remember the scooter? Not so much. All I remember was Psykill. And I used to have a cake topper where you press it and he starts flailing everywhere with string. <laughs> Drop your thing there. I remember um, the scooter was the best. Uh, hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels. We're a video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm running on tangents. And I'm the scooter from GoBots. <laughs> and every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. Uh, we pick a topic, we find some tracks, we talk about it, and we talk about everything else, honestly. Yeah, but this week, or this month, or this... How long Until we, we get bored of it or the season ends. Until you tell us to stop. <laughs> this is the summer of 16-bit. And truly 16-bit this, this summer. It's already getting this challenging. Week. But uh, I'm rolling with it, I did, I did give you a challenge. You said, you said to yourself, you said to me, I mean, I'm, probably to yourself too, that this is going to be hard. If we just do total retro... You're gonna have to dig a little deeper. That's right, and which makes sense because you play a lot of games. You do a lot of games for, re- for for review copies and stuff like that. You're playing a lot of new stuff, and it's amazing too because like that it came to mind today while looking at a Facebook photo is just that memory does get crazy on you, and the more you engage and the more you do, the more old stuff starts to overwrite. And when I say overwrite, I mean not so much the stuff that was impressionable to yeah. you. I mean. This just the random song you might have heard in some game mm. in the 16-bit era that didn't leave an impression on you. <laughs> You're like, I need to remember that now for the episode. Oh, um, I want before I forgot. I wanted to give um, thank yous and shout-outs to two people: um, Bedroth from uh, the VGM Very Good Music Podcast. On Sunday night, I was stuck working late, and I got to listen to his show live on YouTube. Oh, he's just a legit guy. And it was him, and it was Daryl. And Kung Fu Carlito. Kung Fu Carlito, yeah, here in Carlos. Um, and it was really nice, so I really appreciate that. They got, that got me through. But the first thing I listened to that day, that night, was the newest um, X of KVGM episode from Hammock. Um, super chill. And it started with um, a really chill, jazzy remix of Lonely Rolling Star. Mm-hmm. And it was exactly what I needed. So thank you both, Hammock and Bedroth. Um, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. I can say also, I'm still still dealing with 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 fallout from that. But Bedrock did submit the suggestion. He was like, "Hey, come check this out." I did have stuff I had to do that night, so I didn't jump in. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated the offer because I totally would have like be going on there. Yeah, if I'm, I'm bad at like catching stuff live. Like that's why I'm never going to be like a big Twitch follower because I'm always like, ah, oh, live. It's like live TV. A oh, live TV's on. I'm not gonna. And my guess is I'm, I'm always trying that. to fill the time slots. Like, I'm always... I feel like when I was a kid, I would always complain about how bored I was. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, there's never time to be bored. No, yeah. And also, I'm too interested... I'm, I got too many things I'm interested in to be bored, honestly. I'm not even sure if that applies to me, but I'll roll with it because... Yeah, you're interested in exercise. I know you want to cook more and... And um, you're doing reviews and podcasts, and you're trying to see friends in Chicago. Like you, you, you got things to do. And I'm selling garbage pill kids. Yeah, and now you're selling your childhood. Yeah, I am selling my childhood. So tell us about this. This was worth it. Tell us about the garbage pail kid experience. I wish I could tell you more on about it because the internet. <laughs> I'm trying to get more unopened packs from series one to fifteen because mm. apparently now they sell for twenty dollars a pack. Oh. I don't want to sell them. I just want to get one of each series to say I have unopened wax packs because it feels different than current packaging does. But oh, because uh, oh, it's all foil now, right? Yeah, now they're all foil packs. But back then they were made, they were actually made of wax and it mm. feels better. Um, but so. I had a lot of cars, and I'm never going to sell my originals because that's my true childhood. Screw that. That can be worth millions of bucks, and I'm not selling them. I I need them. 
in my life. But uh, I smoke them. But you I roll did. Them off. <laughs> them no, I will never. I'll get buried with my garbage. Get that pill nostalgia kid. hit. But these two, please come knocking on your door. Boxes. Let me see your garbage pill kids. That will fight. <laughs> uh, like there was one box. I might have mentioned the description of it last week, but there's a specific series that became popular again because Michael Jordan became popular. Right. Again. Right. Yeah. And. I had an auction for one last week and it didn't take. Like it sold, but then the person who had inflated the auction then bailed and then tried to frame another person from the community as being like a bad bidder. Yeah. But I ended up putting the it back up for auction and the guy who came in second place won the new auction. And did he want it? He he did want them and he paid up almost immediately. And then while discussing stuff with him, he asked about if I had any other boxes, which by the way, I really mm-hmm. wish I had more thirtieth anniversary, because again, those are worth like five, six hundred dollars a box. Yo. And I would have flipped all of them to that one guy because, kid you not, he must have money because he doesn't even open them. He collects the boxes, seal, and just puts them on a shelf. Wow. And he told me, I don't know how true it was, but he's like, I got hundreds of these things just in a room, on shelves, in boxes. Some people unopened. are straight up collectors of like, like, yeah, like you are a collector, but like. But he has the money to pay somebody 500 yeah. plus bucks per box. You know, he may not have that money. I hope he does, because otherwise, yikes. But then he immediately <laughs> he followed have, up with me having the debt. other boxes. Yeah. And I was like, I got these. And he's like, oh, American is apple pie in your face. Oh, I'll take that one off your hands, too. And I'm like, let me go make sure I have the full set already. And I was like, I do. I was like, I will sell this to you, because I have no need for it you at all. It is. This guy is probably like, he's probably waiting for the right seller. Oh, he's going to totally buy, to sell this like, later. To be like, oh, no, no, from, like to buy stuff. Uh-huh. And then he's like, okay, now I'll pay the big bucks. Oh, he was very legit to me yeah. too, because like I was like I was checking the value stuff, and then when I asked him about the value of the thing, he the value he kicked back was the same value I came across. I was like, okay, he's on the level, so I was like, okay, I'll sell it to you for X amount of dollars. He's like, sure, go for it, and I had that money in my inbox within two hours. So I was nice. like, okay, so I'm officially able to mail these cards off to this guy and get him out of my house. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I now I'm trying to think of more things to sell because getting money coming in feels really nice <laughs> as opposed to money going out. What are you gonna do with it? I don't know. Maybe go towards my student loan debt or nice. invest it or even just sit on it. I need to figure this out. You know, paying down debt's never a bad idea. Oh, it is freaking nice. This guy's probably putting himself into debt buying the cards. I, I'm not. I'm just, I can't. Maybe I, he, honestly, maybe he if, listens to the show. I don't know. But um, if I you are, dude, um, I can't, hope, hope I, you enjoy the cards. I genuinely can't imagine that he is going into debt doing this. No, no, no. He's probably like, this is his passion, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he might be the type of person where he makes enough money that to be perfectly honest, dropping a couple hundred on some cars isn't going to kill him. Yeah, it's a. I wish I was one of those people, but <laughs> I do know those sorts of people exist in this. They're world. out there, they're, or maybe they, maybe those people like that's their priority, so they're not they're deprioritizing other things, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like their thing. Um, and I know what almost killed you was when I gave you the topic for this week. Yeah. Freaking! I don't know. So we clearly have had different gaming pass because this this goober comes up and says, "Hey, Purnell, can we do sixteen bit sports?" And I'm like, "Why? Why in the world? Okay, so would you want to focus not only on sports, yeah. but sixteen bit sports? Just try to kill me over here." Um. Okay. Come on. So you got EA, EA, Electronic Arts in the '90s on the Genesis, particularly pumping out some jams. But the problem is, a lot of those games. They might have like a title screen theme and then silence. True, but 16-bit was was probably the era where things did transition. And so a lot of these games did have a lot more music. And like you could have branched out into maybe other wackier, zanier sports. 
I thought about that, but then I realized going back on previous episodes, I've done that a lot already. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I, for me, I was like, oh, I'll just doing sports. I would do racing games. But like this time, I'm like, I better not. I'll, I'll save racing games. That's their own thing. Because racing music is like fun. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's own thing. Golf is the same way. We had a whole golf episode. But I still feel like golf would totally fit into a sports episode. It does. I can't remember if I have a golf track or not. I probably do. Let me check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight golf tracks. Oh, crap. That's no, Well, I, I guess I'm just listening to this episode. No, 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 no. I just got to... I, 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 it's all over the place. Just sports all over the place. But I grew up in a sports house, and but I was a video game and kid. In a sports universe. Yeah. A so, sports city. But in the 90s, we had a Genesis, and it was all about NHL. It was all about NBA. It was all about John Madden. It all was, about NBC. Um, Cyberball. Playing Cyberball. We played... Um, what else do we play? We play uh, Analog Bull. Analog Bull. Mutant League. Alien League. Human League. Human League. The Human League. <laughs> Human Music. Yeah. Anyway, so I played all that stuff. And I, I got it. I would say for some of except for basketball, I got a taste for these games. Like, I got into it. Whereas for me, all those sports games were punishment for me. Like, I'd be playing, I'd be at a friend's house playing games I want to play, and yeah. then some knucklehead will go, hey, let's play Bulls versus Blazers. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then they would switch oh, cards, wow. and I'm miserable for two even, hours. Even going back to before the 16-bit era, before before the, the NES era, we had an Apple IIe, and we played um, Jordan versus, no, Jordan, Jordan versus Bird? That was on NES, so I probably was on an Apple IIe, was, too. I think it was, no, I think it was... Um, uh, magic, uh, magic, uh, magic Johnson, Johnson versus Bird. No, it was Jordan versus Bird. If there was a, if there was a Johnson versus Bird, I've never yeah. heard of it. Magic Johnson. Oh my, can't keep up doing. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Magic Johnson basketball game, yeah. but not Johnson versus Bird. Yeah, it was a, it was a rivalry. It was Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Magic versus Bird. That was an actual game. No, well, it was definitely a rivalry, and so I'm pretty sure there was a um, an uh, Apple IIe game. It I'm, was, no, I'm not saying it wasn't a rivalry. I believe it. I'm just saying, I, and I'm not even saying the game didn't exist. I'm just saying I don't remember it, yet I distinctly remember Jordan versus Bird as a video game. Yeah, Jordan versus Bird was definitely a video game. Uh, Magic versus Bird. Um, we'll find it later. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> fix it, do it in post. <laughs> we'll do it in post. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure because the, I think the Jordan versus Bird was later. Like a sequel game, essentially? No, like, I think Jordan was a thing later on. Oh, no, I mean, like, the whole name versus name as the title of the basketball game being a sequel to the previous game. Yeah, it might have been a sequel, but I'm saying the actual players. Okay. <laughs> like, the actual player Jordan, like, kind of came... Hey, Larry, Larry Bird was definitely first. Yeah, Bird was first. Like, they might have played in the same era, but I don't think Jordan got big until later. I think he's a later. coach now, actually. Jordan? No, Bird. Bird? I thought he was more of a... Well, he was like put out the like, roost at the sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw him in the zoo. <laughs> he was just kind of roosting. He was just hanging out, passing out tickets, saying, "Come see me," <laughs> or greeting at Walmart. One or the other. <laughs> so anyway, so I played a lot of sports games, and I thought it would be fun. And a lot of sports games have some really good jams. So I thought I would put you through it. Yeah, and that you did. <laughs> but that is to say, I didn't slouch either. Yeah, I, ca- I came with some tracks that might not get recognized in, in the discussions. But they'll still make people go, you know, that Purnell guy, he can find some music. All right. All right. So here we go. So my first track is on the is on the Looney side. Is this a Looney Tunes track? It is a Looney Tunes. Is this Space Jam? It could have been because I got to tell you, this cover might just end up on the cover of our show just as it is because it's the best. <laughs> wow. It's, it's Looney Tunes B-Ball and it's, a, it's straight up Bugs Bunny with like a backwards hat and like. 
and like um, a tank top and he's dunking like Jordan and like everyone's super 90s hip hop like street like Tasmanian Devil and all that but yeah Looney Tunes B-Ball for the SNES composed by Paul Webb James Hebden Mark Gainis and Kingsley Thurber and Roy Wilkins I don't know who exactly did this music uh, but this is game three from Looney Tunes B-Ball Listening to um, this is game number three from the game Looney Tunes B Ball for the SNES by Paul Webb, James Hebden, Mark Gainis, Kingsley Thurber, and Roy Wilkins and Purnell MC. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but that song, it's like I love how clearly that song is still stuck in my head. I mentioned it on the earlier part of the show, but like, uh, I see, I picked this track because I was like, that's a f- uh, the, the flute, the funky solo is super funky, but that bass. Like I like I you see you were like you were just kinda like nodding your head. Like do and then you were like nodding your foot and then you were like humming along and then like your whole body was moving. And then, <laughs> and then, like, all then lyrics started just blasting. Yeah, then it just just yeah, then then uh Destiny's it, Child just came out your mouth. It became a loony tune. <laughs> Um, yeah, so obviously I don't think I've, I don't even know, know about, about this game. But I mean it makes sense. Like Space Jam, right? Mm-hmm. Um basketball. We're talking B ball, this is Basketball. We're talking B ball. Not volleyball. <laughs> uh, or brisket ball. I would play the heck out of brisket ball. Because um, the end result is dinner. But like, yeah, like like this is probably like a super fun, silly basketball game. And one thing about video games and sports is that sports, like when you make a when you're thinking about a video game, like a shooter or a beat 'em up or a side, even an RPG those games have their own rules and they build the rules into it. In this game, you have to reach a certain level and then you can level up and do something else, right? Mm-hmm. Sports have their own rules already. So, like, you think about it, like, oh, you 
if you have to score this many points to win. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be four quarters in a game. It's going to be split up into four quarters. There's going to be a halftime. Um, you can only score two points here, three points here. Like it's already in the sport. Are you saying in a sense where it's like it's already pre-established? There's yeah. no like advancement in characters as you play the game. Yeah, and they play around with it. Like uh, maybe it's going to be two on two or three on three. Maybe the Looney Tunes are going to have crazy moves, right? But like when you talk about s- sports video games, especially now where, where most of it is all um, simulation, mm-hmm. like the, the rules are established. The one thing I find funny about sports games, and I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if there is actually one or two out there that has done this, but. I never seem to hear or come across sports games where they actually bring in actual stamina. Like, because just like in real football, you'll have a team of players, but you can't have your best players all four quarters because they get tired. Players get exhausted. At the beginning of the show, I think it was the beginning of the show, yeah, I I, I mentioned Cyberball. Cyberball has that. The stamina meter? Yeah, because eventually your, your robots will just run out of gas and they end up getting real slow. And I think they eventually explode. Or they overheat, you know. See that I can appreciate. <laughs> like, if anyone's listening that plays like he's like really into sports games, like can you think if you could think of like any like like traditional sport games, like like the Mattens, the NBA James, but obviously yeah. not like not what I mean. FIFA. But the it would make sense if FIFA had like that kind of thing because those, those those guys are running. Like, yeah, actually, cut off, knocked on the ground and mess yeah. checked. But like, I feel like even if like even if they didn't want to put that in there overall because it would ruin the whole arcadey feel. Mm. Career mode should at least have something like stamina. I would, ima- I, mean, I would imagine they do. My, my brother's really into Madden. He's really into the NBA games um, online, and he. I've th- thought about. I mean, like, because we that, that was our history. You know, I grew up with my brother playing these games. So mm-hmm. I, I never. I just I can't see myself being like, yeah, I'm gonna start playing Madden now. And that's not gonna happen. Oh, I played <laughs> some of the games with my brother, but then I totally lost favor because I was losing like 100 points in basketball games and mess right. and then I would give being the younger brother I would throw tantrums <laughs> now, now, if, I quit if, I quit now, if there was a new NFL blitz I would probably do that oh god no no well, I was NBA Jam was really big with my friends and I hated it it was the reason I lost. I personally believe I lost the blockbuster, the blockbuster game blockbuster challenge line. that was the only one I was good at was, was, was NBA Jam because it I because I sunk I, me because I never had a chance to, to play the, um, the 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 blockbuster video game challenge when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never had a chance to play the new Sonic. Was it Sonic Three? Sonic Three. Yeah, I, I never got a chance to play it. So that, I had that thing. I practiced the heck out. Yeah. I had a full ring collecting loop. <laughs> I was good. But um, the NBA Jam, I knew. But when when I worked at the arcade, um, NFL Blitz was huge, and people would play it at home on their N sixty four. And put plays on their memory cards, and you could put the memory card in the machine. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, and actually, that was the only way that you could do like really goofball plays that would like throw everybody off. I thought you were going to say about VMUs, but I know N64 let you do it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, maybe we had a special machine or, or what? But I no, was, it, it makes sense because N64 did have so they had the, they had the memory card packs, so yeah. it totally makes sense. There's one guy, I think his name was Adrian, and I used to get so upset at him because I, I just want to play with him, and have fun, but like he had all these plays that'd be like. The guys are going these crazy different directions. I'm like, I can't choose that. Like, that's the power of the N64, Rob. Like, well, I play it at home all the time, and if you have the thing, then you could do the thing. And I was like, I don't. That's the power. The power. I was like, I don't like this pay to win thing. <laughs> no, it's play to win yeah, with I'm, your console at home. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not going to pay for another console and pay for a memory card. Got to pay for a friend that has the console. <laughs> <laughs> mooch, mooch, mooch. All right, man. What's your first? What's your first track? Now? I'm going to mooch off of your first the, track. The funny thing is, I was I had a track in mind, but now. Knowing that you picked this, I have to go with my next diss track because oh, okay. of the funniness in the composers. So, my track comes from the Genesis game WWF Royal Rumble, and this is Crush's theme from that game. 
And the composers listed are Paul Webb, Dean Morrell, and Kingsley Thurber. Oh, oh hey, so we got we got some uh, some all stars here coming on the show. Two tracks in a row, unplanned, <laughs> well, semi-planned because I shuffled my order specifically for that reason. But still, no, probably the same company. Though I have to take a look at that. a good loop in my defense i gotta say what is that loop parnell's talking about well the one you're listening to of course crushes theme from the game wwf royal rumble on the sega genesis composed by paul webb dean morell and kingsley thurber of course as you can probably guess this is a genesis soundboard composition of the actual crush theme from the wrestling from wwf right but it still counts as a composition so yeah um now, fun so fact, he, uh, don't yeah. ask me anything about who Crush is because, believe it or not, he is not the wrestler I was pursuing when I was going to pick my track for this episode. I was looking for <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, reminds me of Nate. or IRS, particularly IRS because his theme song is money, 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 <laughs> money, and then the actual sound but it has like that in like an like a audio puzzle. like... <laughs> but uh, it, it sounded really good. But I think I actually ended up really liking mm. Crush's theme in the game because I like that. Like he sounds like this guy like stomping down the aisle, like he's going to break somebody's face open. Are, are wrestling games things that you played back in the day? Yes and no. So I played pro wrestling and enjoyed it loosely, and loosely meaning that I hated the game. But if I was forced to play it, I was going to put the Amazon or Starman and then just bite your face off. Right, uh, so pro wrestling from on the NES. And yes, now Royal Rumble fit that category of I didn't want to play it. I wanted to play Sonic or Streets of Rage or literally anything else that wasn't a sport. But then when my friends wanted to get down with Royal Rumble, I was forced to either join in or be bored in the corner. So (laughs) I just kind of rolled with the punches and played and got my butt handed to me on numerous occasions. But... I was familiar enough with it from those experiences to be like, yeah, I should look up WWF World Rumble and see if the music, how the music sounds in the present day. But like wrestling games in that era, and honestly, I feel like even like going beyond that, were mm-hmm. pretty much a matter of characters jumping into the ring, yeah, and was... then just like doing clotheslines, body slams, and all. But more likely than not, your friends were just punching each other. Yeah, and the goal was to you couldn't really quote unquote defeat them. You had to reduce their stamina level Usually, to a point yeah. where you couldn't get up from a pin. Yeah. So again, a sport. So yeah, a sport. Be, uh, during the track, I was like, "Is this really a sport?" But yeah, it's a sport because it has predefined rules mm-hmm. before before you put video game rules around it. Yes, and the thing about it is, like, even if one was to bring the mm-hmm. argument of like, <laughs> is wrestling a, wrestling an actual sport? The truth behind it is, wrestling is a sport. WWF and WWE yeah. are sports entertainment, but their entertainment 
based around the actual sport of wrestling. I'll tell you what, what is not in, in any question in this room is that the people within WWF and whatever WWE or whatever pro wrestling is, they're all athletes. Oh, 100%. They are tremendous athletes. And clearly, while we know that they, you know, they, they do like fake punches where they're kind of air whiffing, let's be real here. One, you're not going to always pull off the whiff. Some of those punches are connected. Oh, yeah. And two, you cannot, you're not pulling a punch when you like jump on somebody on top of a ladder mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And like they cut themselves in the head to make themselves bleed. Like, like they're like it's definitely for entertainment purposes, but like you they have get to, hurt. You have to condition yourself to do that stuff. There was one guy we used to watch. Um, my brother again. I thought this was about my brother. He was really into pro wrestling, and now of course I would watch it too if it was on TV. And um, we would play the games, and and the games for me were a good mixture of um, a fighting game mm-hmm. and a beat 'em up because it was always like kind of that three dimension, you know, uh-huh. like a beat 'em up style dimension, but it was also like a fighting game because it was one on one. But you weren't really punching and kicking as much as you were kind of like getting holds on people and throwing them throwing around. Throwing them into the rope and then yeah. just close them. Yeah, but anyway, we used to watch this one guy. It was on ECW, early ECW, where they they did some stuff they probably shouldn't be doing. But there was one guy, his name was, was it Booker T? I forget. But if it was Booker T, holy cow, because that name, I think, is almost still used. Yeah, I think so. I forget. It was some guy. What he would do is he would, he would jump up on the balcony and, and he would dive off the balcony on top of some guy and he broke his leg every time Ow. and so what he would he would just like come he would always come out but like like every two months because <laughs> he has to heal up just to ruin <laughs> yeah. his leg again he would just do it over and over Passion that guy is probably jump. not walking or maybe alive anymore but um but yes yeah, so i got really into um was it wrestlemania on the nes mm-hmm. where you can pick between like the ultimate warrior macho man and uh you Oh, you give custom characters? <laughs> Generic white guy. It was just called you. It was, <laughs> it was just like, not even a character customizer, just rando. You couldn't change the name of it. You couldn't do any couldn't change any customize how he looked. It was just like generic white guy and it just said you. And I was like and he was like the Ryu of the game. He just did everything. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting too, because like, you know, we had these episodes and we talk about our interests as kids a lot. Yeah. And I always say how much I disliked sports growing up and all. But wrestling Pro wrestling was one of the odd exceptions to that because I was the kid who followed like WWF. I followed Glow. I watched WrestleMania events and Royal Rumbles and all that. Mm. And it was like that scenario where it was like like Santa Claus, where even as you start to come in and realize it's all entertainment and fake, you're still like, I don't want to believe. I don't don't want to realize it. I want (laughs) to stay in the illusion because there was something really cool about being a kid Watching Hulk Hogan get punched in the face by the quote-unquote evil guy. Yeah. And then kids in the audience start cheering for him. He's like, Hulkamania. And he <laughs> freaks out and he stands up. And he's like, just get punched in the face and look at him like, I'm powered up by children. You can't stop this thunder, Man, baby. I used to watch like, um, used to watch like the, like the best of clips and stuff. They used to show, it was always, almost always after Saturday morning cartoons. And they would show like the promos. And they would show like the best ofs and the finishing moves and all that stuff. But whenever I sat down and watched like a full episode or a full match with my, my brother or whoever, they were so slow. Like they would, I thought I felt like they had like to give Mean Gene time to talk. Yeah, I know. It just took forever. Maybe I just wanted more. Okay, which is a good segue into our right, next sport. But, but before that, before that, we gotta, we gotta, I gotta ask. Yeah. Did you watch the cartoon or eat the WWF Superstars bars? I did not. No. No. 
anyone listening, if you no, can no, help no, us find WWF fun. Superstars ice cream bars, <laughs> help us out because Rob's apparently never had one and they were freaking delicious. Were they things to get from like the ice cream truck? Yeah. Yeah. And they were just ice cream sandwiches that had, you know, wrestlers printed on the side and they were freaking delicious. No. And everyone chose a favorite wrestler despite the fact that they all tasted the same. Yeah, I had a, I had a turtle bar. Oh, they were delicious, too. And then, and then I had the Ninja Turtles bar. They're very different. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you meant chocolate turtle. All right. So uh, speaking of slow sports, or what I perceive as slow, we're going into world-class baseball for the TurboGrafx-16. Because there are some sports games on the TurboGrafx-16. Did you what, pick? what theme are you picking? Oh, wow. Look at you. Look at you over there. What theme are you picking? Giving me the eye. Um, that edit mode. Oh, okay. Well, we're safe. Yeah. Keep Nemo. going. That's good because I almost picked the main theme. Yeah, well, guess <laughs> what? Spoilers because Pernell's next track when we eventually get yeah, to it will well, be well, that. I'll have a double shot. All right, so this is um, edit mode from the game World Class Baseball for TurboGrafx-16. Um, and I couldn't find a composer. had unknown on it. Same here. Same for you? Okay, yeah, we weren't sure who that was. So let's get into it. You weren't expecting that little, that little hotness from the little the little turbo graphics that could. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, the edit mode from World Class Baseball or um, Power League, Power League All Star Gold for the Turbo Graphics 16 or the PC Engine as they would call it in Japan. Um, and composer is unknown, but I love the sound of the Turbo Graphics, like the the the, the hardware inside the Turbo Graphics. Oh, always and forever here. I mean, yeah. that's one of the major reasons why I bought it. Like, the music in that game system is just so good. It's so good. It's like it, it's still chippy, but it's got its own unique sound to it. And this this song's got a groove. It's got a serious groove. And I love how it's changing very, very, like, slightly. You know, and they keep adding little elements, adding little elements, adding little elements till you get to the end and you get the boom, 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 let's go play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just, I'm going to assume maybe you're editing teams or something because I can't I think imagine. of what you would yeah. edit in a baseball game. Yeah, you're probably editing, yeah, you're editing, like, the the, 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 the map. <laughs> I'll put a second base here, but third base here. You're probably just editing, like, your team because I'm sure it's, like, Maybe you're you picking different players from different teams, and you're saying, okay, you're going to be outfield, you're going to be 
uh, left field. And I can definitely say also that uh, base, basement, basement. I'm sure there was a second, base, base, first, second, and third basement, base, second base person, line drive dude. I yeah. made that up. By the you got to think of your batting, batter, batters lineup. Oh yeah, but all those people. But yeah. <laughs> but I think about like, well, I was like, well, first of all, which is why I'm completely shocked that we end up on the same blasted game. Yeah. The fact that I was like going hard on this because I, it's a spoiler at this point, but people will probably forget it by the next episode anyway. I've been trying to run on a theme where I cover a game from every of the, all the three quote unquote 16 bit consoles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I had to find something from the Turbo Gravis 16. And I didn't want to pick Hit the Ice again because I've chosen from that one our episode with Alex Messenger eons ago. Yeah, that was a fun one. And uh, so then I was like, okay, if I don't want to pick from that, and I'm not picking a racing game. I got to find music from a sports game, and I'm not going to say what one I almost because that's a spoiler for later in the episode. But uh, what ended up happening was I skipped that one because I wanted to save it for something else, and then I ended up just checking out all these other games. And for the record, despite there being a fair number of games released in Japan, very few games for the Turbo Graphics actually made it to the states. When we were kids, it probably yeah. seemed like there were a lot because we were all poor. Um, but in reality. There weren't a lot. No. So I would come across a sports game where it was like, oh, this didn't actually exist in America. Or the TV sports franchise, which was their which was their primary line of sports games, but they none of them had music. So it was just like bleeps and boops half the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean a lot of there's a I mean the PC engine had a very pretty pretty wide library that just didn't make it out here because like you the had, system never took off. Sega and Nintendo were just ruling the the roost, apparently. I mean that's just what they did. And the funny thing is like if I'm not mistaken, I think and the only one that could possibly have beaten it would have been the Genesis, but Turbo Graphics was like the first system, maybe the second behind the Genesis. But I genuinely want to believe that it was the first of the 16-bit systems to make a claim. It could be. It could be. I'm not going to say for sure. And we're not. We're not like a historian type oh, no. show. But yeah. if EB's listening. You know the deal. Yeah. Help us out, buddy. I could probably look it up. You know. So this game was released in 1988 in Japan. And Genesis ah. came out in 1988 in the states. Okay. So which, or was it 89? Either way, we're not historians. I know it was 88 or 89 <laughs> for the Genesis in America. Yeah. Um. But the TurboGrab 16. I remember playing Keith Kerr when I was like nine years old, for sure. So it's up. There. I just remember just seeing this thing in uh, magazines. I never really. I don't think I ever saw one in real life until like I hung out with you, and you were like, "Yeah, I love the Turbo Graphics." I'm like, "What? Oh yeah, that was my baby." Yeah, got, got one. I got one. I got the, my first one for like my tenth or sorry, like my eleventh birthday, maybe. And then I got the Turbo Duo on my thirteenth Christmas. Yeah, because that's when I learned about Falcom. Um, yeah, well, the, the Duo was great because the Turbo Graphics had all of these add-ons in Japan to add like the, the CD and the Super CD and all that stuff, and then they just made the Duo. Oh no, no, we had those here too. Oh, I thought the Duo was had everything combined together. Oh, it did. Yeah, it's just before that they somehow did manage to release the entire suite of. No I think the only thing we didn't get here was probably the Super Graphics card too. Okay, but we did have the Turbo CD okay. attachment to their credit. To their credit, but like to really, there was only like I think there's only three or four games that use it. But the Super Card too. Yeah, they did not make that many. And then after, I kind of probably because at that point it was like, all right, everything's moving on to CD-based media primarily, and and, and they had systems. the duo, so it was like all of it was built into the yeah. hardware. So it was like, we don't need this blast card slip on anymore. Well, let, let's let's stay with the Turbo Graphics then, shall we? Well, we have no choice because I'm following along this trend because yeah, I love it. Clearly, we both picked from the same game, which. 
rare, it doesn't happen too often on the show, but this is one of those cases where I had so much trouble picking tracks mm-hmm. that I was pretty cemented <laughs> on what I chose, so I don't have another one to switch to. So I'm going with this. It's a good, it's a good, good uh, OST. So this is also from World Class Baseball in the TurboGrafx-16, and it is the main thing from that game. I have no idea who the composer is. Could not find it. It was probably Bun Bun or something. <laughs> it, was, it was Bun Bun. The classic, classic TurboGrafx Hudson composer. back you're listening to the main theme from the game world-class baseball for the turbo graphics 16 composer i have no idea who it is maybe bun bun in fact maybe raul put it in the episode Composer, <laughs> maybe bun bun we don't know I, we do know that this this sounds a lot like motor rotor but it's not motor rotor it is not motor rotor same company there could be some like composer you know intermingling over there because a lot of the games over there were done by either hudson soft or nec and they were kind of in collaboration for this console anyway. So it is very possible that they are coexistent as far as like who they're using to compose their tunes. Yeah. But like this track oh. for me is very dancey. Like yeah, I think I like this one a little bit more than the edit mode song, honestly. There's there's it was a lock for me because I listened to all of happening. these. I listened to every track on this OST mm. and I once I hit main theme, I was like, well, every time I listen to it, I was like inferior. Inferior, <laughs> inferior. So there's a there's a there's a, a track called Chance BGM, which I think is like um, you have a chance to 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 take, put somebody out to, to switch sides. I don't know how baseball works. I was honestly, and this is me stretching. That was me thinking it could have been like some kind of like seventh inning mini game or something. Oh yeah, it could be. They 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 would put stuff like that in games for people like you and me who didn't like sports. Or one other time <laughs> it could exist. It would be like a. a like maybe like a final, like the final run or your final out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you have a chance to keep going. So the music would get amped up, mm-hmm. which is good because you only have one main song that plays during the gameplay. 
And I gotta say, I've always liked like these like random types of baseball games where they didn't have the licensing to get the real teams. Yeah, yeah. So you would have like the Ninjas versus the Dolphins. Yeah, and then you'd have like John Smith versus Hiro. Kazu Tanaka. <laughs> Hip Tanaka in <laughs> baseball. But they it just, happened. But they would pick like generic names and just stick them in there. Or like I, I used to play a baseball game. I think it was like um, um, Bases Loaded on the Game Boy. It was either Bases Loaded or, or, or something else. The thing is, I think Bases Loaded use actual players. Because I used to refer oh. to a guy on the Toronto Blue Jays like Old Rudd. Like Old Rudd. No, but, but it turned out he was an actual baseball oh, actually, player. So it wasn't that then because they were all like first initial and then three or four letter last names. Oh, neat. And it was like <laughs> J Oko or something like that. And it was just like, it was just really funny to me. They came up with all these fake names that were just really, really short. And I think it's because you know, in, in, in uh, you can use katakana to represent more syllables of a person's name. Oh, that would make sense. So, so in America, when they have to translate, like, we only have three characters. Yeah, like, okay, so yeah, four characters fits on the screen. That's how it works. And then like you go to a, like translate it into English and suddenly you need eight characters and you can't fit it on the screen. So we'll make it John. <laughs> John J. Obo. Um, yeah. And B. Lodo. Oh, man. I'm so glad we got Turbo Graphics on here twice. The same game. Yeah. Twice. But it's a fantastic OST. So it's worth it. Yeah. So, all right. So, where am I going? I'm going, I'm going Genesis next. We're going to do soccer. We're going to do football for now. Oh, we're going down to American football. <laughs> yeah. No, not American football. This is soccer. Oh, oh! Actual soccer. Yeah, actual See, now, football. Now you're confusing me. I'm trying to be courteous <laughs> to our buddy Bridgewater, and you just well. This, uh, I always thought this was funny, and, and I remember reading about this one time, and I promptly forgot why we call it soccer. But anyway, so this is European League soccer. This is our socks. Um, also known as World Trophy soccer. Yeah, because of their socks, right? Because they all they, they all wear socks. You have to wear socks playing soccer. Exactly. Otherwise, it can be really painful. It's not socks, sir. It's just soccer. Yeah, suck a sock, sock it to me with my socks, and it just flows better. Well, that's what I was saying to Matt Furness, who's the composer. I said, sock it to me. So it's interesting, right? So he's he's English, and this is European League, but they don't call it football. They still call it soccer. Hey. And the game's called, I don't know, my hand's up in the air. I don't get it. <laughs> Someone smarter than me, let what me know. What is the deal with soccer? What is the deal? I, don't, I know it's a game. Um, this is uh, Club Mediterranea. So he's like different like themes for the different regions of the world and this is his Mediterranean theme um, from European League Soccer for the Sega Mega Drive composed by Matt Furness.
play that at the end of the episode. No, yeah, we're going to listen to that later. Um, this is Club Mediterranea from European League Soccer, also known as World Trophy Soccer. And in Japan, this is J-League Champion Soccer. And in the Mediterranean, it is just soccer. <laughs> and this is for the Genesis Mega Drive, composed by Matt Furness. Ooh, this is some funky, funky sweet Matt Furness. I love, I love that little solo. It, I, I feel like I might be misattributing it because it's the easiest answer to say it sounds like something out of Streets of Rage, but... It's got a little bit of that, that, that bass. The little Streets of Raging. The, um... I'm, I feel like a, later in the episode might just hit me like, no, that's what it sounds like. But it's just clicking that it sounds like a game I've played on the Genesis. It does sound familiar. The um That lead sound, the lead keyboard sound is really, really crisp. Like, I feel like there's a lot of texture to it. There's a lot of expressiveness to it um, that you don't really, that I know the Genesis can do, obviously, but that you don't hear something like that, that awesome so frequently. Mm-hmm. Not, not so often. Um, and actually, there's a bit of a... Um, a sound that's supposed to be like a guitar sound. He does like a strumming effect with it right here. I think that sounds pretty cool. I mean, it, you know it's not a guitar, but it's it's pretty close. Oh, yeah. It's better than a lot of other Genesis soundtracks. We'll say that right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Matt Furness. He's mm-hmm. going to make it pop. Yeah. So, again, we're getting into the era where eventually there's really no background music playing during a game. But not this game. There's a ton of music in this game. And honestly, I feel like if more sports games had music playing during the game, maybe back then I would have been more of appreciative mm-hmm. and able to enjoy them. But I feel like one of the reasons why I disliked a lot of the music was specifically because there was like a lot of silence in the games. It was like, yeah. this is just extra boring to me. Yeah. I need I need some energy going. Yeah, EA Sports in like, like 98. In 97, they started to get that way. And it always threw me, especially in the later games, because they would pay money to license like musical artists, like tracks from other like, famous musicians or famous tracks. Yeah. And it would only play in the menus, like in the <laughs> actual game where you spend most of your time. No, 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 man. The menus is where it's at. Yeah. But menus. you're not in there very long. That's where the real games happen in Pernod. <laughs> where you're <laughs> selecting teams and, yeah, yeah. you know, volume control right, and, what? I don't know, color tent ratios. Alright, so I think we're into the Super Nintendo territory for you, right? Uh-huh, because my last track is from a Super Nintendo game. Originally, it was going to be a Turbo Duo game, though, because it did exist on the Turbo Duo, and it was one of the games that was meant to try to bring the Turbo Duo out of obscurity in America. So it would have been a CD title. Though. It was a CD yeah. title, but I opted for the SNES version. Classic chip tune. Chip tune uni Now, <laughs> this track comes from what is probably one of the biggest banes of my existence in video gaming in the 90s. Doom? No. I Mario? Liked Doom. I liked Mario. Sonic? Oh, I did hate Sonic. No, I, I love Sonic. Well, I didn't even know who Dizzy was for a while. Thanks, Nintendo Power. Um, a no, this, co- this is a sports episode, Rob. Caveman Olympics. Okay, you win. <laughs> 8-bit. 8-bit. And right, we played right. that, actually, too. I remember that. Um, now, this comes from the game John Madden Football 93, and this 93. is the title music from that game. And it's composed by um, probably Bun Bun also. Oh, we don't have one on this one, too. I did not find one, but I wagered that it, I people were assuming that it was like a licensed track, but no, I'm pretty sure this was composed for the game. Hmm, well, they, they outright say Madden in the track. Oh, yeah, it probably wasn't. So let's, let's give it a listen. Better, 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 better
Welcome back. You're listening to the title music theme from John Madden, Madden. Football 93 Football. <laughs> from the Super Nintendo. And I guess we looked up Park Place Productions or something like that. Yeah, so some some production company. Um, we don't have any names, but that's the, that's oh, the closest I can find. Rob Hubbard. Um, oh, yeah. That was the, the composer. I'm just the, the developer was Park Place Productions. This is Rob Hubbard, man. Yeah. There you go. Electronic Arts, 1991. Rob Hubbard, son. All right, and I love the fact that the whole time he's just playing, I'm like, we should just remix the rhythm and pixels theme, and like rhythm, pixels, dude, Ar- arpeggio, dude, 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 crunch, crunch, crunchy. Oh, we can do it. This there we go. Rhythms, rhythm, pixels, rhythm, pixels, dude. Arpeggio. <laughs> Key card. <laughs> Duo. Duo. <laughs> Ar- arpeggio. <laughs> crunchy. Cr- cr- crunchy. This is good. I-, I was hoping there would be some like sound samples from in the game. I think that's. I think that's actually John Madden saying touchdown. I, I don't remember because it's been a long time, but I swear I recall that he was deeply involved in the games he back was. in their early inception. And that's something that I've I've also learned from my brother. It was like he wanted he wanted a game that was more closely resembling the real game of football so people could learn it and appreciate the game more. And I would go so far as to say he mm-hmm. very likely saved video game football in that regard. Because oh, Tecmo yeah. Bowl was famous. Don't get me wrong. It was popular. But football games didn't yeah. really take off until Madden's name ended up on I remember there was um, remember Je- there was John Elway's quarterback mm-hmm. on NES. Um, and there was an arcade version of that at the spaceport when we were kids at Conquer Mall. Mm-hmm. And the joysticks were these. It was four players. It might have been four. It might have been eight players. It was huge screen. I was little, so I might not have been that big. But I remember the joysticks were these tiny little nubs that you played with. It was, yeah. it was super weird. And a part of me wants to say there was another football game on the Genesis that was big before John before John Madden. But the name is eluding me right now. I might have to look it up in a few. But I, I'm gonna, maybe it was jo, no Joe Montana. There jo, it was. Oh, Joe, it was Montana, Joe Montana. Joe Montana football. football yeah. All right, I'm gonna turn this track down because I keep thinking I'm hearing somebody in the house. Yeah, I did hear like something like drop or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's. The, Probably just something just dropped down. Right, I'm gonna turn the track down. <sighs> <laughs> Yo, Mike here. <laughs> no, it was just freaking me out because we're wearing headphones and I'm like, what's happening behind me? Is someone playing football in the house? <laughs> it's like, cause it's not loud. It's quiet and in the background. <laughs> it's just freaky. Damn, I was Rob. No, I was Rob. I was vacuuming the bedroom earlier and Christy um, just walks up behind me like hey what do you want for dinner and she's like goes, and she just comes up behind me and taps me on my shoulder and I I startled so bad jumped out of your boots I just jumped up I scared her <laughs> I was like what um, okay so anyway we're going into the bonus round right bonus round do 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 bonus round oh is he going for the extra bonus round pick 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 tracks uh, very good it's good <laughs> it's, it's- all the way! Yeah. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> How many other terrible football buzzwords can we come up with I don't in the know, next man. five minutes? It's, it's downtown. <laughs> That's basketball. Yeah, well, it's good. 
Jeez. <laughs> Actually, that probably goes for every uh, sport. Anyway, our bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. And this theme is, uh, this episode is no different from all of our others. We're, it's what we're going to do. It's what we're going to do. This is what sets us apart from all the other shows out there. All the other animals except the weasels. Is that we have a very specific format. <laughs> <laughs> and that format is whatever we do that <laughs> No, week. that's what we do. Um, all right. So I went out and I found um, a, a guy. For the dude, for the <laughs> Was man. he in the back alley? I called him up and I said, hey, guy. Did you offer him some <laughs> pixels? <laughs> hey, I got these sprites here. Say, so, hey, man, I'll give you the Sega Genesis. No, um, this is the theme to NBA Jam covered by, um, I don't have the artist's name, but he works and I'm probably runs the the production company Mookie Media, Mookie Media, and um, I believe it's in Vancouver, and they do mainly like wedding production, like uh, wedding videos, and they also do like backing tracks for commercials and stuff like that. But to show off his studio, this guy does covers of video game music and puts them on his YouTube page, mm. and, and they're awesome. They're really fun. So this is the NBA Jam theme by Mookie Media. Mookie. Mookie. Welcome to NBA Jam. The NBA Jam theme remake by Mookie Media. Um, the artist is uh, Daryl Mookie Wade. There it Darryl is. That's where, the, that's where the name comes from. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I will have links to the website and, our, and, and his uh, YouTube page. So, check it out. He's clearly just having an awesome time just, just making the solo. It's just short, you know, just having fun. And it's, I love and it. And it sounds great too. And it's got like a classic like keyboard sound too. You know, it sounds like, it sounds like it's from the era. I'm wondering if he just was like, oh, I got a new keyboard. Oh, this sounds like a video game. <laughs> Let me just throw it out there. It's, it's, it's interesting that the, the YouTube site, like all of his videos have like 30, 40 views. And this one's got like 5,000, 6,000 on it. <laughs> it was probably featured in something which led <laughs> yeah, to it. I think so. But it's very good. It's very, very good. Um, I just envy people that have the musical chops to be able to just like, I hear this song. Here's that. Turn around and then just like start just like playing a keyboard with a random track or whatever. Like when Tom Salta was on, he was just like, check this out. <laughs> I, know. I had to like do some crazy editing to, to catch the keyboard on it again. But yeah, yeah, these guys, this is what they do. Like this is their music is their life. And so they, they just play every day and it just Amen. comes just nature to them, second nature to them. Music is part of my life and I listen to it. Yeah, I love day. listening to it too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, your track now. So spoiler alert. Or shocker, I guess. We both picked something from NBA Jam because somehow we were in very much in sync when it comes to 16-bit sports. Uh, this is the main theme in the player select theme from NBA Jam done a la acapella. What? Done by... We were just talking about acapella. That's right. <laughs> beep, bop, beep, bop, 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 
by Mr. Dooves. Mr. Dooves. All right. Welcome to NBA Jam. Yeah, you got that baritone voice, man. I could probably do do some acapella like that, but it would take me some practice because I've never attempted to do it in a way that people can actually consume and not (laughs) die from the inside out. I would say listeners to our show probably have heard you sing enough times. Touche. But the question is, how many of them have not begun to die from the inside out? How many are are still listeners? (laughs) (laughs) This This was the main theme and player select theme. Vala Acapella from the game NBA Jam done by Mr. Dooves, which he actually has a lot of stuff on Spotify and also on YouTube and probably other listening applications as well where he does Saturday morning cartoons. He does a variety of video games. He just acapellas everything. Oh, wow. And it's honestly legitimately good stuff. Like, I spent a good <laughs> chunk of time listening to him this week. He's got a problem, and his problem is acapella. <laughs> the only cure is also more acapella. <laughs> so for it's more, a treacherous loop. It's, 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 a, it's a vicious cycle of, of beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> so for more information on the bonus round part of our show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their band camps and SoundClouds and bios and everywhere where you can get the music, buy the music, and support these amazing artists. And I'm also very amazed that I somehow took Vicious Cycle and my brain said, Treacherous Loop. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You love this song, man. It's really good. <laughs> 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 
adventure instead. So get ready for adventure and see how they pull off. The big con. Give me my bike. Yeah, yeah. Give me my bank. Give me my money. Yeah, yeah. Give me my bank. All right, thanks for joining us on the big con. <laughs> Rhythm and Pixels. Yeah, thanks for joining us on Rhythm and Pixels. This is episode 28-6, our continuation of the summer of 16-bit in sports territory. But we, we had to listen to a little bit of, of Purnell's new favorite song. In the That's world. right. It's, uh, so it was originally... It's somewhat, it came up after E3. Apparently, there's a game studio that is putting out a... I uh, guess like a 90s retro-themed adventure game called The Big Con involving a teenage girl learning to pick pockets and become a con artist to help save her mother's video store from other con artists. Uh, <laughs> but the big pull that got people interested in the game, which already actually looks pretty good, yeah. is the fact that they got classic um, you know, classic music Rockapella to compose the theme song. So Rockapella is probably... Fairly familiar to folks who were familiar with like the Nickelodeon era back in. Wasn't I don't think it was on Nickelodeon. I think it was like on PBS. Rockapella? Oh no 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 that was that was. Thank you for catching me. No, so the, the guys who did um, Carmen Sandiego's. Yeah, where in theme, the world was, is the the game show? Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Which was public access. Yeah, I was on PBS. Yeah, and it was kids answering like geography questions and stuff. But Rockapella, there was an acapella group who did the theme song that was crazy catchy. People loved them. And the fact that they still exist, though yeah. apparently only one original member, but still, that's how music works. I mean, you can totally well, convey the love, but having at least one person, be like, hey, you know, there's, aca- the there's acapella groups, man. They live fast, they die young. And Just then, hard living. And then they harvest <laughs> the souls and inject them into the one remaining band member who yeah. then summons a new cadaver group to play rocks and jams. You know, they start you with Barbershop and then you end up in Necromancy. And it's just it's, it's hey, dangerous territory. That's just how it goes. Right. It's just that's, that's how they have that's how they keep the magic going forever. <laughs> magic. But to be but to be honest, it sounds like them. Like I heard it, it was like I know immediately yeah. who this is. I heard it and I was like, that sounds interesting. And then I, I looked at the vi- I looked down at the video and I was like, oh my god, it's them. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Give me my bank. I don't the care if it's a game. I, the whole thing should be them. I, I, I'd be happy with it. If like if you're like, okay, I'll walk to this section now. And if it's just some guy going, <laughs> she's gonna walk down the street, gonna enter the store, press yeah. a button. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, see, she says. And in my defense, I, I caught it before. Yeah. Well, you caught it. And I then caught I, it. I caught it. I caught it. It's a PBS, not Nickelodeon. I know. It's good for you. It's not trying to sell you. Well, you know what? They never did try to sell video games. It was just, it was just it was a video game. They what, weren't trying, San Diego. Yeah, they weren't trying to sell toys. My thing is right. The car, I think the games came before the show, though. They did. They did. I mean, I guess they were popular-ish because you were playing. You know the funny part just hit me. What's up? You know how many people are going to write in later and be like, "Jesus, Purnell, it wasn't a Nickelodeon show." <laughs> oh my god. What are you doing? I'm like, drinking protein. It's <laughs> always the protein. It's not me. I'm a muscle head now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I can't help you there. Me not know music uh, jams no more. Well, um, uh, so we're going to continue on the summer of 16-bit, I believe. Yes. Next week, if, ever, if you play our cards right for now, next week is going to be our Patreon episode. So that's that'll be recorded soon. Crap, we need we need to come with a topic. Yeah, well, you know what? 
Summer is 16 bits, so it has we to be 16 bits. <laughs> so you know what, Pernell? That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, before I go to bed tonight, something will come to mind. I'll just like slap yeah. it and, and I'll just text it to you, and then that might just even just do it in Rhythm Pixels chat. So, and like, hey, here's a topic. So, all right. Um, now, a little a little window into the world of our of our lives here. So, we're doing some construction downstairs, which is supposed to be starting next week, which means the cats are going to move up here. Now, the, the cats are already up here, but the cats' litter boxes are going to move in here specifically. Dun, dun, dun. So, it might be recording remotely. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's not a bad idea if you decide to do that. Um, or or um, we it's going to be pushed off a little bit later. But it's going to be like a long, it's a long construction. How long are you talking? Uh, a few weeks. Uh-oh. Uh, or I think it's all together, though. So I think down there, downstairs it's going to be like maybe two weeks. So yeah, you might want to do it over. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. No, I'm thinking about. It. I'm surprised. Don't cat. Usually, I've heard people say they put like the cat litter boxes in like the cat. bathroom with them. Um. Yeah, but you've seen our bathroom. Oh, sorry. The room is the space. Yeah, yeah it isn't that big. <laughs> and don't put it in the closet. I can tell you, my first apartment. Oh yeah. The person who lived there kept the litter box in the closet, and when I bought the place and moved in or rented it. That smell was in there for like a year before I just like bombarded it with bleach. Well, when we first started the show, it was in uh, my old studio in the condo, in, in the closet in there. Mm-hmm. And oof, we would be sitting there talking, and then all of a sudden I'd be like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> 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 yeah, um, you just kind of grow to ignore it. So yeah, it's going to be kind of nostalgic for me, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> like the old days of we were in that We were in that, we were in that apartment for almost 15 years, so. It takes you back. It takes me back to that, that wonderful smell. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, your little humans. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I want to thank everybody for the, listening to the show, for supporting the show. Um, I also want to give a special shout out to Michael Bridgewater for composing a badass, sick tune on the C64 for lobster racing the game. That is that was really awesome. I listened to that. And I was like, I I have to come. Yeah. I originally was going to be all quiet and like weird and mute about it. But I was like, no, I have to tell. I think it was that unlisted. Or it was it was a was it was fully, unlisted, but I'm sure it'll, it'll it, be putting up eventually. Yeah. So I, if it's once it gets out there, we're gonna promote it and it'll be on this on the site. It's so good. He channels. He like channels Tim Fallen. It's, like, it's inside of his body. I just like the fact that he composed a track for a game that we came up with that doesn't exist. Yeah, and there's a little scrolling text at the top that says like, this game totally is real. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to uh, get in contact with the show, if you want to say hi to us, if you just want to say words onto a uh, screen and then send it our way, or if you have a track suggestion or a topic suggestion, Go ahead and send us an email at our email address, rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And then um, if you want a full thing. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> you want a full track listing of the show? Yeah. Or a full track listing of our show. Or and, uh, links to our page, to our links to our actual like cover and remix artists. Yeah, all, all the artists, all the all the other links there and um links to all the other stuff that we're doing and access to all of our episodes. My brain is getting back on we're track. At, I'm about to say, just giving people a fair warning. We're at that point where Rob starts to fade. Yeah. Pernell's a muscle head now and Rob's a fader. I'm telling you, it doesn't take long. It's not even 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I've been, I've been working like like double shifts. It's crazy. 
Um, yeah, so go to the, you can go to our website to learn about that, not about my job. Yeah. And the website is rhythmandpixels.com. I'm just a boring IT guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, so do that. We should do a whole episode where Rob is falling asleep. <laughs> that would be perfect. We'll do like a super cut at the end of all of our episodes. This is... I feel bad. This is this is where we like to thank our our Patreon members and all the people who did stuff nice for Drink us. Drink some gel. <laughs> oh man, I don't do caffeine no more. Just for this segment. <laughs> just for this segment. Five second energy. Uh, five second. I just thought I needed just like a little a little like eyedropper full of five hour energy. <laughs> like, that's about a minute. Um, <laughs> um yeah. So you check us out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. We're Rhythm and Pixels. You can type all one word is usually how you can find us. I miss the days when we were on Stitcher because it's called Stitcher. We're still on Stitcher. Oh, cool. Stitcher. Yeah, we're, we're everywhere. If you can find us on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all those places. Ragamuffin. Yeah, rag, Ragamuffin Podcast. That's, that's, that's apparently that's a website Pernell's starting. How's it going <laughs> over there, by the way? Oh, no, man. Right now, I'm, I'm still stuck on the scat portion of you. Yeah. Honestly, it's just you and like five interns like scat singing. I don't think you're going to make any money out of this. But we are playing lots of Mario Kart, so I'm getting my due out of it. <laughs> you just hired a bunch of people to play Mario Kart with. Oh, wait, they're Mario interns. Party! Wait, they're interns. You don't have to pay them. That's right. Yeah. I nice. pay them in losses. <laughs> you just beat them up. No, and Mar... Come on, man. At I don't Ninten- need any liability no, 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 you, suits. You, I beat them in Mario Kart. beat them up at Nintendo. That's right. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> you come to my office, you're going to lose at Mario. Um, anyway, so yeah, hit the subscribe button if you like what you're hearing. I mean, really. That's the funny fact, though. Just like, I did have interns back at my old job, mm-hmm. and sure enough, I came in there with my Nintendo D- um, 3DS. I was like, Mario Kart. I would order pizza. We would sit there for like an hour or two just playing Mario Kart. Like, should we be working? I was like, this is an extended break. <laughs> We're going to play Mario Kart. And you're going to like it. Team building exercise. Um, Me beating you at this game. And then did, also did, did, Mario did, did, did Party. Did they bring in their own? Or you brought extras? Um, Here's the beauty of it. 3DS, single cart link up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they had their own device, but then you would link it up to them. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mario Party, Mario Kart. We I'm so glad they still did that with the 3DS, man. Mm-hmm. The single cart link up. Um. Anyway, if you want to support the show, <laughs> now, another thing I want to mention is our radio stream. Go to youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels. We have a 24-7, 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts radio station. It plays all the time except for when a tree fell on the power line this week and it was off for a couple hours. But then it came right back. Because it's a trooper. Because I ain't stopping. And it's also a laptop with a battery on it. So it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so check that out. It's just like you'll, you'll turn it on. You'll, you'll already, you're, you are always going to hear something new on the website. Beep, bop, beep, warp. And if you want to support the show, just tell people about it. And you can share it on your Facebook page or you can just tell friends. But do not drop a tree on them. Um, tell your hairdresser, you know. Don't drop a tree on them. Why would we drop a tree on them? I don't know. Some people get aggressive when they want to share information. By the way, this is the podcast. Tell you what, carve carve our names into a tree, then tip it over. In, but at midnight in the woods, and then turn three times, and then look at the tree and say, "Rhythm and pixels, rhythm and pixels, rhythm and pixels." Wouldn't that just wouldn't that just summon Slender Man with a rhythm and pixel shirt? No, man. It summons you in like a zoot suit, and you go, "It's showtime." That. That's how be pretty awesome. Yeah, but not but not the wrong iron. That's Purnell's time. That's <laughs> that's Purnell's time. Um, you can also support us by going to Patreon.com, which is much less spooky, but more sexy. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Go to uh, Patreon.com. That's right, man. I'm wearing a zoot suit. 
You're wearing a, a fancy suit. Yeah, that's yeah. not sexy. I was trying to think Be- like what Beetlejuice. He wears like a like a pinstripe, right? I mean, he dresses weird, but Purnell's wearing a suit that's awesome. Yeah, and he'll be doing his best Michael Keaton impression. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I like I like the um uh, the cartoon version. Of it was Beetlejuice. better. Yeah, I liked I liked how zany. He was a little. He was less. He was less um, evil. And they had a bunch of wacky Netherworld characters yeah. like Jacques and the weird cowboy oh, hairball. Right. I want to watch that again. I totally want to watch that again. Um, anyway, Patreon.com <laughs> is where you can go support us there. You get access to a uh, weekly prequel episode of me and Pernell talking more, more about real stuff usually. Um, this week we just watch YouTube videos. We got we got a little goofy. We talk, about, we talk about rap music and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. So you can check that out there, and um, you also get access to a monthly episode, a uh, monthly live streamed episode where me and Pernell record live on an episode. <laughs> Not dead, live, live. Um, it's a lot of fun. The episode gets gets released normally, so but um, this way you get to be part of the show. And at the highest levels, we like to thank all of our Patreon members: uh, Frankly Zappa, Mike Myers, Vashon eighty sixty, that Nick Walker. Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy, uh, Matt's Honkvist. Oh, VG Embassy had a crossover with XVGM. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting big and busy. Oh, and we, actually, we're we're on that episode because we did some voiceovers for them for a cartoon. Oh, for the Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I f- totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that was because he was preparing for that for weeks. So he, yeah, they put in a lot of work. For I, I forget. Yeah, they they plan ahead. We don't we don't do that here. Uh, Matt's Honkvist. Michael Jennings, Davey Cakes, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio. Hey, did you know that they had a crossover with the VGM? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhard Selkova, Andreas Mil- Andreas Milberg, uh, The Phantom Iyer, a uh, good buddy of ours, uh, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Senstrom, Bobby Arson from 1UP Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version VGM podcast, and Brian Pitt. So thank you all very much for your continued support of our show. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so next week is going to be our fun time live show. We don't have a topic yet. But we will. But we will. Probably in five minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me some time. Give me an hour. Give me like an hour. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait till you drive home and I'll start texting you. Got that topic yet? Got yeah, that topic uh, yet? Yeah, Got yeah. that topic yet? Give you sleep and I'll knock on your door. Pernell, 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 Red Pencils. What are you calling me for? Jeez. You got that topic yet? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll carve your name into a tree <laughs> just to get the topic. And then you heard a scratching on the door. <laughs> and he turned around and Pernell had a hook for a hand. But there was no hand. There was, was the topic ready yet? Yeah, the topic. <laughs> Um, all right, thanks everyone for listening to our show. We'll see you next week with a fun live episode. We're gonna have some fun stuff planned. Um, I'm gonna do. Rob uh, loves the word fun. I like fun, man. We're gonna do a fun quiz. Fun, fun, have fun. some fun music. I think that's the topic. Fun, music. fun, do, fun, fun dip. <laughs> God, I miss fun dip. <sighs> Candy, Candy Games, Bubblegum and Taffy. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll see you next week. I'm Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a good night. And remember, well. I don't know why I came to this topic, but I guess I kind of did because that's just how things roll with me. Oh, from the pre-show, that's why. Uh, People like to stress about what is masculine and what is feminine. And obviously, everyone has their own personal preferences for what those things are. And a person is free to live their life adhering to those if they still choose to because that's part of your character, living your life to your standards. With that said, however, any standards established... 
are sta are standards that are societal, but not set in stone societal. You're not required to do those things. If you want to drink a drink that has, I don't know, daffodils and blueberries in it, you're no less masculine than a guy who only drinks beer that comes from an IPA and is fermented in like a freaking cavern underneath the sea. Doesn't friggin' matter. You drink what you want, live how you want, do what you want, because masculinity and femininity are societal constructs that don't dictate what you're allowed to do with your life to enjoy to the fullest. Just be happy being who you are. And if someone's got a problem with it, tough to bullies to them. Live your, live your life, drink what you want, eat what you want, and play video games how you want, too. If you want to play Barbie's Horse Adventures, have a ball. I like that. I like that. Hey, so there you go. See? Play it. But I'm going to tease you if you do badly at it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but I'm doing it out of love. <laughs>